This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, May 17th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part five of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. And so every time you put that kind of variability into the grid, you lower its efficiency, which is a different way to generate more greenhouse gases. So we have had cases where actually adding renewables increases greenhouse gas because it catches it right on the on the on the crest. So when you look at how to use software and intelligence and data, the really obvious place to use that is to start moving toward an aggregation of those behind the meter meter resources and actually make them more palatable to the power company, the grid by allowing them to be dispatched and allowing them to be of significance. So they don't have to talk to 10,000 homes, they can talk to one aggregator. There's in fact a new FERC order that, that basically starts to open this up. So we're going to see more and more of this. Now that's a very complex mathematical question because you can't just uh, let everybody put their own control system on every building that sits outside the uh, outside the meter and expect to have any kind of coordinated response to disturbances. I was having lunch with our own uh, CEO of our ISO here in California, and someone asked him, "What what would you like to see most in the world?" And he immediately answered, "I'd like to see the building start to respond when I'm in trouble before I send any marketing signals out." So we're really getting down to where if you want to control down to the speed that the power systems need it, there's a trade-off between efficiency, intelligence, and, and the actual generation. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. There's still time to sign up for one of Industrial Info's most popular events, the Mid-Year U.S. and Canada Industrial Market Outlook, which will be held in Sugarland as a live in-person event this year. The complimentary event will be held at the Sugarland Marriott near Industrial Info's World Headquarters on Wednesday, May 18th. Registration will begin at 3 p.m., followed by the industry presentations at 4 p.m. For more information and to RSVP, go to industrialinfo.com. Strong demand for gasoline and diesel has significantly increased refiners' revenue, earnings, and margins, or crack spreads. Refiners now have plenty of cash to perform maintenance, and they have been spending it to ensure their plants have a high utilization rate during the traditional summer driving season, which is between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Data tracked by IIR Energy showed refinery maintenance spending for the second quarter of 2020 fell to $354 million, well under comparable year-earlier data for 2019 and 2018. But as the nation started emerging from the economic lockdowns in late 2021 and accelerating in 2022, refinery maintenance spending jumped. Estimated maintenance spending in the current quarter is projected to exceed comparable pre-COVID-19 levels. Performing scheduled maintenance 
on refineries means they are less likely to face unscheduled outages when they run at high levels of utilization, like during the summer. IIR Energy's Paul Capello said that means there should be no problem with transportation fuels on the supply side this summer. As crude oil production struggled in 2021, natural gas production in the Bakken shale boomed to an annual high of 2.97 billion cubic feet per day, reversing an 8% decline in 2020, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Companies operating in the area saw corresponding growth in production and profits and are tailoring their plans for 2022 and 2023 developments according Accordingly, Crescent Point Energy Corporation, which has active developments in both the U.S. and Canadian areas of the Bakken, began work last month on its drilling program in North Dakota's Alamo field. Basin Electric Power Cooperative plans to use some of the natural gas from the Bakken to develop blue hydrogen, which is produced using carbon capture and sequestration technology to reduce CO2 emissions. Industrial Info is tracking nearly $6 billion worth of natural gas production, processing, and pipeline projects across the Bakken shale areas of the U.S. and Canada, more than $2 billion worth of which already have started construction. The European Commission is committed to boosting the production of hydrogen via electrolysis tenfold throughout the European Union in the next three years. At a meeting with 20 industry chief executive officers from leading hydrogen and energy companies, a joint declaration was signed whereby industry committed to a tenfold increase of its electrolyzer manufacturing capacities by 2025. And the United Arab Emirates continues to push for more capacity, better diversification, and consistent growth in its petrochemical sector. To reduce its economic dependence on oil and gas, the UAE is investing heavily in technologies such as green hydrogen, green ammonia, blue hydrogen, and blue ammonia. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News. Thank you.